and welcome to Weights and Stakes episode 44. The uh, Hank Aaron, Jerry West, Reggie Jackson episode. A lot, yeah. of, lot of greatness to the Jason number 44. Bay. Jason Bay, not so great, but uh, we're back. Victor uh, Hedman. Pistol Pete. Joined at Pistol Pete, another great one, the logo. George um, Gervin. Don't know who that Willie is. McCovey. Don't know me either, but it was, was, was it? Yeah, yeah. no, McCovey he was Cove. on the list. McCovey Cove. All right. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on the list, but that's wrong. Yeah. Uh, I am Trey, joined as always by Dylan Tucker and Cam. How are we doing, boys? Oh, living the dream. Alrighty. Um, the biggest yeah. loser this week is Dylan. Uh, we have several losing takes for Dylan. Uh, I'd like to start with the t- uh, the Rays. There were two Rays takes that are losers. One that is currently in our poll. Uh, the other one that the Tampa trifecta is now dead. Um, Tom Brady can't give them that much of a boost, but they got a cup out of Brady, so it can't be too mad. They did win the American League. They did. Um, that's still pretty good. Um, uh, and also, Dylan, for the take of ex- extend Cam Newton, which we'll get into later, because yeah. that, that's a miserable take. That is not, that is not <laughs> coming to fruition. <laughs> um, winner right now in the poll is me, but it's still early. Only like six votes. I'm up like 60%, though. Um, no. So, down to 50. Yeah, down to 50. Poll got out today. I, I forgot voted. to tell you. I just voted, so it went down to 50. All right. I'm at 50 with six votes in. Um, so that's three votes for me, but w- well, we won't give me a point yet. I'm just in, I'm leading the polls. Just oh. like, just like just it's election season. I'm leading the polls. Speaking of polls, gap Cam also on the hot seat. Why? Three votes. Three people wrote in. Oh yeah. Cam, uh, three people wrote in and said that Dylan's take was better than yours. Now we're in contention that we should switch the point. One of them was Tucker. So I'd like to hear your defense of you winning the point. <laughs> I mean, I stated that I wasn't really for it, and then you guys said, oh, nobody watches the show anyway. So I'm like, fine. But well, nobody can watch the show yet. Absolute <laughs> oh, do we need to have Dylan, a YouTube? I think you could even back. back. Well, ba- based on Dylan, what we said, I it was just three people back. votes, but out of being a good guy, that's that doesn't count. So. I, I think Cam should keep by the, the listeners. Oh, but Dylan's take was so good. It I, was a great take. Thank you. You know what? Take of the year candidate. Take of the you year candidate. We need to have our, be- a a couple, like, be our top four best takes each. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, seven what more was that? episodes. What seven was? more episodes. Seven more? Seven more episodes before a year. That's crazy, but that's that's nuts. All right. Um. So... Let's get into wasted takes. We should get oh, champagne. we do get champagne. I'll talk to you about the award show ideas I have later. Trust me. Um, oh, I'm excited. So let's get into wasted takes. Um, I have a wasted take. I'll go first. Okay, you go first, Cam. You, you don't okay. leave off very often, so go ahead. Yeah, Trey, you tend to take all the all the credit on, on first off wasted takes. You're like, I know, you get it. I get it, you're the host, but... um. I got one this week. It's it's kind of coming off of Tucker's take. Tucker's fraud last week of Adam Gase. So I agree Adam Gase is a fraud. I don't think Sam Darnold needs any apologies. I still think he's terrible. But I think there is a solution for the Jets. And it's the only thing that seems to have ever worked for them. In some in some regard, the Jets need to bring back Rex Ryan. Let's go! 
Tucker and I literally whispered that Neither to each other. Neither are the head coach and the defensive coordinator. Rex Ryan is the only person on the face of the earth within the last 30 years that actually understands the Jets. And yes, he never won a Super Bowl, but it's the Jets. And he didn't have Joe Namath just calling out saying, I'm going to win. So he never had any players like that. I think Rex Ryan was very underrated in his time. He's a very good defensive strategist. So whether it's Rex Ryan comes back as a defensive coordinator or the head coach, they need to bring him back in some regard for the Jets to have success. Um, now, I would take it one step further. I would say if you put Rex Ryan at quarterback, they would be better. All right. Well, I'm going to disregard that. <laughs> um, no. No. Rex Ryan was a less than 500 coach in his time in New York. He stunk it up in Buffalo. He's he he is not the guy that's going to fix that franchise. If anything, put him on a decent franchise that needs just a little extra push. Maybe he can get the motivation out of the guys. Um, I have a team for Rex nope. Ryan. My team for Rex Ryan is the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Dallas Cowboys should think about cutting ties with Mike McCarthy. It's not working. They won't do it because Jerry Jones won't admit defeat after one year. I think it would be electric to see Rex Ryan in Dallas. Mike McCarthy is just an idiot. Like he just went out there and said that he like he's like, Yeah, I watch all the games and then said in his first practice conference he's like, I didn't watch all the games. <laughs> like, come on, like that's the bare minimum you can do if you're going for a head coaching job is just watching the previous season's games. Back to Rex Ryan, Tucker. What do but you back to Rex Ryan. I love him as a defensive coordinator. I think that it's been proven in the NFL right now, offensive coaches are better as head coaches right now because it's an offensive-driven league. And, like, the teams that went defensive, like the Broncos, have been struggling. So I definitely like the idea of Rex Ryan being back in the organization. Maybe, like, put a fire – what's it, a fire in there? Under their ass? Under their ass. Under their ass, yeah. Ooh, you got to get him going. In there. Um, but I like it. I like the call. I like it. I think Rex Ryan is – even if he's not the best head coach, which I don't – I think he was a good head coach, honestly. Like, he brought oh the Jets God, to the playoffs. He was that, less than 500. He brought the, the Jets to the, the playoffs. Jets. Championship twice. Yeah. With Mark Sanchez. He yeah, the, no, I'm, I the agree that he Mark is – Mark Sanchez, he put him at defensive coordinator. I'm not, an offensive coach guy in there. Ready? Ready? This is my. This is not my take, but this is something that could happen. The Chiefs' offensive coordinator is going to be a head coach next year. It's one hundred percent a fact. I forgot his name. Bring the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, head coach of the Jets. Um, Rex Ryan is the D coordinator. Jets might win six games. <laughs> Maybe. Dylan, Rex Ryan. I. I don't know. Maybe it's just that he l- looks like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Very true. Doesn't help with it. But uh, he he had a rough stint in in terms of like you know act like production at a Super Bowl level. Obviously, I mean you could say he went to the the playoffs to the championship, but I don't know. I that's on you guys for knowing more about his defensive wiseness. Um, I think the biggest problem with him is he's a foot fetish guy. You can't have a foot fetish guy coaching your team. That's true. Well, 
Well, there's there's limits to that because I'll argue that Brian Schaefer won multiple championships. <laughs> okay? Oh my God! He did. Oh, you guys don't get that reference, do Brian you? Brian Schaefer. <laughs> no. He's a two-time champion. I was on the team. I was on so, a team that won him a championship. And he took pictures of yep, me and rest my. Rest in peace to him. He he took pictures of me and oh, took picture, took, and my sister with our shoes off. So, is he dead? Did you say rest in peace? It's you more than your sister. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I didn't catch that, but I'm glad I didn't. Did you say? Did you say dead? he's dead? Yeah. He died like over a year ago. Oh damn! Rip, rip to a real. Um, if you guys didn't understand this reference, this was a football coach that Cam and I had that was convicted for child porn. So, uh, <laughs> okay. I feel like, no, I d- you definitely told me that. I, I definitely have before. He used to drive the buses for late, too. For the city? For the city. Yeah. He made sure the bus drivers did their job. Um, okay. Wow. My wasted take. Yeah, that got dark quick. Good reference, Cam, though. I love it. Um, so, my take I'd like to that do. That was a good take. It was a good take. You know, I'll, I'll accept it as a good take. It's a hot one. Um, my take is that I'm not doing Patriots takes. All right? Cam was right. I do Patriots takes too much. I want to talk about Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas can't guard Mike. Um, I have him in one of my fantasy leagues, not the one we're all in, just I the one that Tucker had, I had. I almost had what you're talking about as my take, and I think I, we have the same take. Well, I will expand on my take. He has not. He's played week week one. He got hurt, unfortunate, but then he was all set to go. Week five, he's back. Week five, he's practicing. Punches a teammate in the face. Gets benched. Yeah, I'd bench the guy who punched, not him. But anyways, gets benched for a game, essentially suspended without pay from the team. Um, Then he comes back, and then he's hurt again last week. And then this week, he's missing practice right now. So, and then he tweeted out some cryptic stuff. Saying, like, you got to trust those around you. You learn the true colors of those around you, blah, blah, blah. Something cryptic like that. And then there were some reports that the Saints might be shopping him. And Sean Payton replied to one of those reports and said, insiders on the outside like they should be, meaning NFL insiders, are on the outside of the team. Um, Based on the fact that he's not practicing this week and he's, again, hurt, in quotations, I think Michael Thomas will be traded from the Saints. I don't know to who. Now, it's going to be a hefty asking price. It's going to be, you know, probably multiple first-rounders, maybe first-round and players. Uh, he is a hell of a receiver. I mean, I'd love for the Patriots to go get him. They did, They don't have the capital to do it. They can't do it. Uh, but I think that he is on the verge of – I don't think it's the team wants to trade him. I think he wants out. I think he's had enough of whatever it is. I don't know if it's Sean Payton. I don't know if it's Drew Brees' decline. But him acting up in practice and then being hurt again on a separate injury – from what he had in week one, it just doesn't sit right with me. And, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. People are reporting that maybe there's a trade in the works, that it's it's probably unlikely, but maybe they're shopping around a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and make the jump. Hot take. They're going to trade Michael Thomas in the next week before the now, trade Now, let me take this a step farther. I think I know who he's going to. I think he's going to the San Francisco 49ers. That'd be good. I think that he'd be a great fit there. They need that guy because they lost Emmanuel Sanders. I think he would fit well with that offense. I think he's an all-star receiver and he's looking to be on a contender. And I don't think he'll lead, like I don't think he wants to go anywhere other than a contender. I think they need him, and I don't think anywhere else is going to be offering 
like high draft capital that isn't a top tier team that's looking to win a Super Bowl. And I think the 49ers are the perfect fit for him. I almost had this as my way to take. But yeah, I 100% agree with this. You think he's going to go? Yeah, I don't think he's happy there. I don't think they're happy with him there. And he might be a locker room cancer. It's so odd because he was so, so good last year. Yeah. Uh, Dale, Michael Thomas getting traded or not? Hmm. You know, it is suspicious, like you said, with him, you know, being hurt for a knee injury for six weeks, then the altercation at practice, sitting him out a week, and then he just picks up a quad or something. A hamstring strain that he suffered in practice, which sidelines him for one to two weeks. I don't. I I think the conversation is there, more so probably for the actions on the on the practice squad where yeah. they said like, hey, you can't be fighting with your teammates like that. Um, he's the heart and soul of that team though, and he still has years left. I don't see the the reasoning behind them trading him unless he like says I'm not going to show up. That's the only that's what I think's I, happening. I, I don't I don't think it's there yet. I, he genuinely had a knee injury for 6 weeks. No, I buy that. And, and if if he had an altercation at practice and you know they butt heads on it and they come to some agreement, but I I think that's not far fetched that they can work that out. And I do think that that you can have you can have a you can pick up a hamstring injury like I mean, uh, there's guys that have been that every week so it's just a little fishy it is a little fishy i don't know if they're i don't think they're going to trade him uh if they were to trade him though i, I wouldn't even know where to begin to, to start but san francisco sounds like a good option to um i i agree with you that i think if if i'm the reason i'm making this take is because i think he wants out i don't think the team would ever want to get rid of a player like that um but i just think for some reason i don't know why i feel like the saints are an ideal spot um, well, it seems they're a like contender. It seems they're getting like, a little worse, yeah. but they're a contender, and he's the number one guy. He's getting the looks. Like I don't know. If you're if you're an organization and you know your team is you know starting that slope to decline, and you have guys that you can uh, ship out for young talent potentially, then then sometimes you go for it. So we'll see. Uh, Cam, Michael Thomas getting traded or no? No. Definitely not. At the end of the day, it's Drew Brees' team. Pretty sure he's older than Sean Payton. He makes the rules. Um, he's His only threat is Michael Thomas. And if he doesn't have him... Listen, I'm all about Michael Thomas getting traded because I didn't pick the Saints to even make the playoffs this year, which is big for me because I'm always on the Drew Brees train. But I don't think it's going to happen because at the end of the day, Drew Brees makes the decisions in New Orleans. And... If it's his decision, it like Michael Thomas is going to be there. So I don't think he's getting traded. I think it's all a bunch of hogwash. But yeah, I guess anything could happen. I mean, if if you're an organization though, like you're in the best interest of your team, you should be looking around if there's some sort of opportunity there. But that doesn't mean that you're like genuinely interested. In for me, it doesn't it. make a lot of sense for the team because they're still competitive. They're still. The the only way I see this happening, so if the Saints are saying, all right, we get rid of Michael Thomas, we look towards the future, not only are they losing Michael Thomas, they're losing Drew Brees immediately. He's not playing any more seasons without a star guy. He's done it his whole career, whether it was Jimmy Graham at tight end, Marquise Colson, that wide receiver. 
Um, they're losing two guys if they trade him away. Drew Brees is gone. He's not wasting his time. He's got three beautiful children, beautiful wife. He's not wasting his time if he doesn't have a guy and doesn't have a chance to make the Super Bowl. If they're looking towards the future, they need to trade Michael Thomas for something insane or else they're done. So I don't think he's done. Um, just a couple things on Breeze. A, I think he's done after this year anyways. I think he's coming to the end. I think he's pretty much finished. He's shown flashes here and there of the old Breeze, but it seems like in the majority he's losing it. Um, and two, um, there's no way that he's older than Sean Payton, by the way. That's just that's just incorrect. There's no chance he's older than Sean Payton. And three, I think this podcast was birthed over an argument about Drew Brees not being good or something. And I think Cam was against Drew Brees. It was like Drew Brees, it was a comparison between Drew Brees and someone. And then we were like, we were arguing for hours about it. And then we were like, do you want to just do a podcast about it? I think I do remember this. Yeah, no, I, that's how our podcast that, was birthed. Is that, is that, are you saying that's how you think it was, this podcast was formed? Yeah, that's how it started, an argument over Drew Brees. I believe that. I mean, find, find the conversation. I'm, it's I'm so deep. To, Check the receipts. Read. It's about a year ago. It's about a year I've ago. I've always been a Okay. Um, Dylan, what's the take? Sure. Uh, switching gears. Talking hockey. And it ties in with all sports. The If you didn't know, the Dallas Stars revealed new, new jerseys. Yep. For the upcoming season. Didn't see them. They're called blackout jerseys. They're going to wear them like 14 to 18 times next season if they have a season and play a full season. So these jerseys, it's two colors. It's black background and, gray. and outlined like Texas with a D and the names and the numbers in the worst color neon green yellow oh. that I could ever imagine. It's something out of like Nike's new color scheme where they oh. do like crazy fruity colors. It's the most candy looking jersey I've ever seen in my life. Oh, is this a candy ass uniform? It's a take? candy uniform take. This I team, love these this, takes. This team is going down the tubes after when they wear these jerseys. They will I'm going on the record, they're gonna go like if they play 10 games or 15 games, say 15 games, they're going to win three of the games with these stupid jerseys on. It's ridiculous. They look stupid. I mean, have some class. It's not about looking flashy. It's about winning hockey games or a sweater that shows some grit, not some stupid-looking candy stupid thing like the Seahawks do and always lose. It's the same thing. I hate the uniforms. They're going to lose when they wear them. I love these takes. I love the candy-ass uniform take. No team with a candy-ass uniform will ever amount to anything. Look at the teams that are winning in the NFL over the past couple of years. You've got the Chiefs, classic uniform, red, white, simple. Patriots, yeah. Patriots, red, white, and blue. The Seahawks are the anomaly, but yeah, I but, will argue that their, their uniforms didn't get candy ass until the color rush came around and they went neon and neon, puke color green. This, the Seahawks, just side note real quick, the Seahawks defense is – going to ruin them. And I feel so bad for Russell Wilson. Their defense is horrendous. It's sad. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. No, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's why I don't feel confident about that Patriots game anymore. It looks but, like glow-in-the-dark. It looks like the Reese's that I have at home that are a black 
pouch with like glow in the dark and you look and you see it it's green that's what these uniforms just think about this is why the dolphins will never be good because they changed from a classic uniform that was beautiful the logo was awesome a dolphin with a hat with a helmet on that's sweet into this candy ass terrible uniform it's mickey mouse it's mickey mouse league here i just think every sport like Look at the and the Jaguars a few years ago. Remember when they had the two colored ha- helmet and they got to the AFC Championship? Well, they lost in that game because hey, candy ass uniform. It, here's another part of this: the Dodgers have never changed their uniform. It's been the same forever. The Rays are big and candy the, ass. And the Rays are big candy. They got the neon green. They got the like they got, flash got one, on their jersey. They got that one dude, the the right fielder that wears the neon socks. Yep. I'm watching the game and I'm like. Is this a team thing, or does this guy just do it? That's why can? the Mets are so bad, because they had yeah, Cespedes for so yeah. long. He was a candy ass. Uh, Tucker, candy ass uniforms. That were yeah, the stars I just saw the picture of it. Um, I'm all. I'm actually about a bit of flash and everything. I love Color Rush Thursdays. I mean, when I was running in college, in high school, I wore, like, neon colored shoes. I'm all about a little bit of flash. So I'm for it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a little showy. You're the best in the business. Yeah, but you gotta like, win. No, no. But this you team gotta win. Hey, they never look candy good. Ass uniforms don't no, win. look good, feel good, play good. You don't look good. That's in what I'm saying. Anymore. But if you feel good, you see those bright colors on, you're like, let's fucking go. My, I tried to hold off on the <laughs> F word there, but I couldn't do it. But I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of anything bright. I want the colors. I want these guys to go out there saying we're bad mofos. Let's go. That doesn't all happen. for it. No, candy ass doesn't make you feel that way. Yeah. It Would does. you rather go yeah, out? It does. It does. It's looking sharp. Yeah, My does. favorite uniform no. in the NFL Mm-mm. is probably the Niners. The uh, gold uh, helmet, uh. the red on the white. Just class. You go out no. there looking like class. Uh, uh, uh. You can throw in some swag. You've got red nah, gloves on, some... red cleats on. Those are sweet. You match mm-hmm. them. Nope. Put some little swagger in there. Get some colorful uniforms. Let's go. Stars 2021 this is... championship. Lock it in. Put money on it. Is... I'll put money on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cam, candy-ass uniforms. Um. Don't have much of a take on the candy uniforms, but what I will say, I was always a big fan of the 49ers red uniforms were always the best to me. Those, those, un, unreal. I love them. However, I thought about back to my high school days, and the Bengals color rush uniforms are fine. And I have a Joe Burrow uniform in white. And it's clean, and it's nice, and I wore it for the first time on Sunday, and they didn't win, and I, I'm really, I, I feel so bad for that man. He, he's literally, he's literally Andrew Luck. Like, Andrew Luck, just, when he started out in the league, was on the worst team in the AFC, just getting beat down every single play, but still putting up good numbers, but not really winning. And Joe Burrow is going to make this team something. I'll tell you that right now. Bengals are example um, A. Anyway, I have his jersey. B- go ahead. Finish up. Huh? Sorry. You can go. Sorry. No, I was just saying. I, I wore his jersey for the first time. Passes for 400 yards and three touchdowns. And loses. And he still can't win because of his every jersey. other aspect of his team. The defense <laughs> is horrendous. I will bring it up. Your, the your offensive line, I feel so bad. It's 
I tried to warn you about the O-line before the season uh, started, by the way. No, I know. I, I'm understanding now. I've, I've already said, um, wait, next week we'll, we'll give our midseason playoff takes. That's good. Um, I guess we will. But, yeah. Okay, I, sounds good to me. <laughs> I, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble with my <laughs> AFC. NFC looks real good. No. NFC looks real good if you want to talk about that real quick. Uh, NFC West? We'll talk about it next week. Okay. Um, Bengals are example A of a candy-ass uniform. This is why they're not good. They have a great quarterback now, but they have one of the most candy-ass uniforms in the league. The dumb stripes on their helmets. The dumb stripes on their shoulder. If you want to do a, a cat look, you go with the Lehigh Wildcat look. The classic yeah. paw, black helmets, orange, white. The only time when colors like this are like accepted is in minor leagues. Like you can do whatever you want in the minor leagues because it's like funny. No one cares. And, and it's, <laughs> it's like it's cool there. But then once you come up to the pros, it it's a certain elitism. You got some sort of the swag is in the classic feel, not in the like nah. not in the new. What's the Gen Z stuff? I ain't about oh that life. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I sound like you're 70. I'm, I'm a I'm 75 because I 100% whoa, agree. Whoa, whoa, all 100% right. Agree. As the only young person on the podcast, as the oldest person on the podcast, I am pro candy ass. Let's go. Patriots, new uniforms. Candy ass. Now they suck. Coincidence? I don't think so. those uniforms for years. The they don't wear – they weren't their main uniforms. This tape – You can have an alternate. Like, whatever. You have a candy-ass alternate, you have a candy-ass alternate. If you're – That's what this is. Though. Main uniform. Well, okay. Never mind. They, yeah, the, the decline you. started – The decline of the Patriots started when they brought in those candy-ass uniforms. Cam? Colorado started in 2014. Decline. We won two Super Bowls. When Peyton got traded to the Broncos – they switched to their candy uniforms and won a Super Bowl pretty much right away. Yeah, but now look at them. Candy. It comebacks to bite you, I'm telling you. Uh, okay, Zucker, wasted take. All right, so yeah. I'm going to do a wasted takes first here. It is going to be our first fighting-related take, I think. Is it our first? I don't Probably. know if it is. Um, we had what's-his-name on yeah, that said I was about to say. Uh, Cowboy in three rounds or whatever. Um, well, our first correct <laughs> take. Um, Preston, I think. No, not Preston. What was Habib Nagurgamedov is the greatest fighter of all time in terms of everything. I think the United States of America is the greatest fighter of all time. <laughs> Jesus. We're Christ. not talking Mayweather, right? I, I'm talking Mayweather included. Okay, this is a okay. No, Continue your finish. Mayweather, your take. Mayweather, finish your take. Mayweather, finish your take. hear me out. Mayweather picked and chose his fights. Mayweather wasn't fighting for belts. He wasn't fighting the best. He fight, fought guys on their declines. He fought guys before they got to their peak. He didn't fight people at their peak. He, I mean, his last 10 fights have been stupid. Like, he's just like, I'm just going to fight terrible people. 50 and all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight. Pacquiao. I'm gonna, terrible. Pacquiao's yeah, terrible. Pacquiao. Five years after Pacquiao wanted to fight when Pacquiao was at his peak, he fought him five years later. Let's – but – Going down the list, Khabib has taken on the best of the business. He has fought for belt after belt, and he has dominated. Do you want to know what he did last game, last fight he had? He won. He, I'm he, he won. was going for a, two belts, and he decided that he didn't want to take a guy down in a certain way. Like, he had the arm bar set up. He said, I'm not going to do the arm bar. Because I don't want to hurt him. That's not greatness. That's weakness. No, it's greatness because he's so confident in his greatness 
that he knows he doesn't need to fight that way. If he was he's like, here, fight, he I'll, I'll find another way to win. I'll find another way to win. I don't need to hurt this guy to win. I can beat him any way I want to. If it was in the fifth, he, he went for the arm. the greatest fighter of all time, and it's not up for debate. Okay, no, he's not. Um, there's an argument of a few people. First of all, U- UFC is so new. Like, how are you going to call him a better fighter than Muhammad Ali? Because then Mike Tyson. Oh, I can tell you. Floyd, do you know why? Muhammad Ali, lost. Um, better fighters. Mike Tyson, lost. He what about lost. Floyd? Floyd, I've already 50 talked about all? Floyd. 50 and I've all? already talked about Floyd. Floyd didn't fight the best in the business. Floyd, Floyd backed away from fights. Floyd wouldn't take on the biggest fights. Floyd wanted his perfect record to the point where he wouldn't fight certain people because he was scared to fight them. He was like, maybe I'll lose if I fight this guy. Khabib never showed fear. He fought the best of the business. And do you want to know something scary? He never even bled. In his 29 UFC fights, the man never bled. That is wild. There wasn't a fight that came close. There was no controversial calls like there were for Floyd. Every single fight for him was like, yeah, Khabib dominated this guy. There was never a fight that was close. I just, I think boxing's a much more like strategic sport. So I value boxers more than I value fighters. Yeah, and it's also a more ranked sport. They want the guy to keep winning. Uh, Dill, Khabib the GOAT. I don't know anything about UFC. Khabib. I know, oh, I, let me just, Khabib. one more thing before you go. Khabib's a communist. A I Russian. was just about to say that. He's um, from Russia. He's he's a loser. He fought bears. He went after <laughs> Conor McGregor. Uh, he fought bears he, as a he, child. He and a gang went after Conor McGregor after a fight. Classless guy. Communist. No, Conor McGregor was classless. He's a communist, he and I will not support him. it. Dylan? Conor McGregor was classless in the way that he acted that entire time. <laughs> and... I'm gonna say he deserved everything. He made he made Conor McGregor is like a noted scum. He made Khabib money by his actions in that fight. That's why people bought the fight. Not because Khabib, because Connor was a dick. Yeah, and then he got his ass. Oh yeah, he got he got destroyed. Like it it was never even competitive. I cut Dylan off. Let's let Conor McGregor was supposed to be the best, and he just made he looked like a little boy. It looked like me fighting in a ring. Are you, done? That Are you done? Are you done yet? Nope. I'm so excited. Go Dell. Um, United States won the Cold War. He's a loser. He's got one loss. <laughs> All right, there you go. Cam, <laughs> Khabib, goat or no? No, he's good. Definitely very good. But I mean, Mayweather would have crushed him. Obviously, a little bit of different sport. Mayweather's boxer. But um, I mean, didn't. Khabib's undefeated. Mm-hmm. Is that a twenty-nine fact? and zero? And, that, and that's and the thing. Like, I'm not going to knock the guy. I mean, obviously he's a good fighter, and we're just joking. But to, it's hard to put a put a number on someone who's the best if they're just gonna you just quit. Basically, true. He, he he's just, a quitter. He just stopped. He's, just he's thirty-four. Quitter. Yeah, he's just decided. He didn't. He didn't. He just stopped. I mean, I don't know. But Cam, go ahead. Mayweather better. Yeah, Mayweather's way better. He's not. Easy. Mayweather's cowered out of fights. This guy is cowering out right now. He's no, he's not. He's he done. ended his career because his father was his trainer his entire life, and now that his father isn't around, he doesn't want to fight. Sounds Floyd like is, an how excuse. old is Floyd? 52 awesome. now? And he's going to fight Pacquiao again? Congrats. He's going to fight some other old, washed-up dude. Like, you're, you're acting like these are, like, real fights. Like... 
Mike Tyson still fighting at 50 as if this will, like... Is that going to happen? That's supposed to. I don't know. Okay, that's Waste of Takes. Fraud of the Week. Um, I can go. Would you like to go? Or anybody else like to go? You can go. I'll build off yours. Okay, my Fraud of the Week is, for the first time, not a... Not a uh, oh, actually, no, because I did say the Selfish for Frauds. Um, so this is a first-time baseball Fraud of the Week. It's Kevin Cash. Uh, Kevin Cash pulling Blake Snell, Blake Snell in the sixth inning. Um, game six of the World game Series. Game six of the World Series. After oh, giving up, winning. winning, giving up his second hit of the night only, his second hit of the night. Pulled him. Uh, they immediately got shelled by the Dodgers. Dodgers win the World Series. Uh, congrats to Mookie. The Mookie Betts curse is now alive and on. Welcome to that. Um, but Kevin Cash, what are you doing? The guy's dealing. you got to go with him. You know, I know you don't want to get in trouble. But if he's if he is only allowed two hits and he's still dealing and looking the way he was, what the hell are you doing? So I'll play the devil's advocate here. First off, Trey, winner, Mookie Betts, curse, take, influition. It's, it's rocking here. and roaring. Um, as for Kevin Cash pulling Blake Snell, I'll give you a little baseball insight. Mookie Betts was up next. It was the... Seventh inning or sixth inning? I think it was sixth inning. Sixth inning. And Mookie Betts was 0 for what? 0 for three? 0 for two. This is the this is the take or this is the reasoning behind t- taking him out. It's the third time through the lineup on <clears throat> lineup on a pitcher is like notoriously with all the data that you have is the worst time to have your starter pitcher continue is that when they go and they face the lineup for a third time. So there's a little bit of strategic management play by the coaching staff that you can, you know, play. I mean, he obviously pulled him for a reason, and that is definitely uh, the reason. I don't know Blake Snell's stats throughout his career of, you know, later in innings, uh, how he does third time through the order. So that could play into a factor. But again, at the end of the day, in the World Series, in such a big spot, you, you sometimes you just have to let the game play and ride on the confidence of a guy more so than the book. This says. is what I'm saying. So Dylan. you, yeah. So I, I, I the, baseball is so analytics now. It's so much analytics right. and I freaking hate it. It's the nerds up top that told him to pull him because they wrote down that, Oh, statistically he has a uh, 40% chance of getting a hit here. Um, it's just, to me, it's like, when you're in that position, you got to go with the emotions and the feel of the game, and the right call there is to keep him in. I just, I'm so done with the analytics. Yeah, that's the thing. Is if he gets burned, he gets burned. You got burned anyway. Like, yeah, there's a certain merit to like, I threw my best guy, we threw our best guys at you, and you guys beat us. Now it's a little bit of salt in the mouth of like, well, we kind of made an iffy decision and it didn't work out for us. I wish we maybe did something else. You know, at least you put all your eggs in one basket if you let him go out and said, hey take on our best guy he would get less shit if he just if blake shell blake snell let up a dinger right, right there but, but then if, when he pulled him if, and immediately blew but him. but if the reliever came in and struck out three and they you're right went on to win the game then you'd be talking something else cam kevin cash fraud not fraud yeah big fraud what i mean you're muted you just muted yourself Now your mic's like covered by a blanket or something. Can I hear you? Tucker, fraud or not? Can you hear me now? Yeah, uh, yeah, wait. Go ahead, Cam. Go. Nope. Go. All right. Look, 
you're in a World Series do-or-die situation. You're already down a game. You have a pitcher playing very, very well. I do not get this decision whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I understand maybe go out and talk to him. Sure. Go out and talk to him and say, how are you feeling? This dude was passionate. He was like, he was I'm going upset. to get this done. I like. He was crying, I think. I think he was crying when he got taken out, like some Little League stuff. And when that happens, you know you're doomed. And obviously, fortune came true. Yeah, I get going out there and saying like, hey, statistics show this. Fine, leave him in there for a batter or two. If it goes bad, take him out, sure. And then you're going to get the same result. But, jeez, oh my God. Yeah, it's that was so- sad. It was very sad. You have no If this is game like 102 against the Kansas City Royals after a long doubleheader the day before, then yeah. then you play the analytics. But if you're talking about the World Series where this guy doesn't have to pitch again for six months, you know you can ride on the guy who obviously is very deeply in it. He's probably pitching the best game of his career, and you just like he wanted that. Killed him. He wanted buzz kill them, and you buzz kill the team because. If there's any sort of doubt in a decision-making from your spearhead head coach, the team was going to react poorly to that. So if there's, <laughs> even, if there's even doubt of the right fielder, you know, of, like, that decision being made, and maybe he's, like, not ready to catch the next ball because he's thinking about it. You know, that, that can cause it. Was so. he your fraud? No. Okay. Fraud. Tucker, is Kevin Cash fraud? I Briefly. I will stand get by fraud. Yes. You know what? He got this far under a certain strategy. That's also true. I, was I say up. if a strategy gets you this far, don't double back on everything that got you to the World Series at the World Series because you're worried it's the wrong decision. Because I think the regret of not going with what's been working would be more than the regret of, you know what, we did what worked, and it bit us in the ass this time. I think it was – it might not have been – the right move in this scenario, but if you're working under a certain theory and the theories work the entire year, I say you keep going with it. That's just my personal thoughts. Um, all right. Uh, Dell fraud of the week. Yeah, I'll stick with baseball fraud of the week for me is the Red Sox organization. I almost did this one because, uh, Mookie Betts did an interview with David Ortiz recently, big poppy. And, uh, Mookie Betts said that he thought he was going to be a Red Sox for, Red Sox for that life. Hurt my, and, like, that genuinely and, hurt my Yeah, Tucker sent this article to us in the chat, and I, as soon as I read the headline, I was like, oh, no, don't hit me with that. So, I mean, it's Mookie's decision. He could have stayed in Boston if he wanted to and taken less money. So, I mean, if he's he's kind of kind of prancy, prancy, no, prancing around no, that, no, but, the so- but the Sox didn't front up the cash like he, prob- like he was worth it especially to the Dodgers. Um, and, uh, you know, I did have a take earlier in the in the podcast that uh, Mookie Betts is coming back to the Sox after this year. So uh, maybe. we'll see how that goes. Maybe he, not after this year, but maybe he'll come back to the Sox. In 10 years, and we'll, maybe. And yeah, maybe. You know, a little, if the podcast is still going by then, I will throw you a absolute party. Um, no, I, 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 I told you I've hated the Red Sox organization now. I'm, like, done with the ownership. What's well, Dombrowski? I think they got rid of that guy. I don't know about I don't know about uh, Bloom yet, but I haven't loved him. Um, it's just frustrating because if they paid, it's the same thing with the Patriots as Tom Brady. 
which I'll get into. If they paid him, he probably would have stayed. If they paid him what he was worth, he probably would have stayed. If he said, I think, like, yes, he did not take money from the Red Sox, which was, you know, close to the same money as the Dodgers. But it's just like, how, why did this take so long? Why were you not looking forward to this? Like, why are you so unwilling to spend money on a generational talent? I, I 100% agree, Dell. They're frauds. Tucker, are the Red Sox organization frauds? Mm, a little bit. Um, it hurts me to say this. Uh, I mean, but he was clearly the guy. I mean, he was, and this hurt my heart to see this because, I mean, this is such a good baseball player. I mean, he's the best in the business of what he does. And to see him go on these terms is a miserable thing to see. I mean, and seeing that he wanted to be a Red Sox for life and that we just wouldn't do it what hurts like it hurts as a Red Sox fan to see such a great player that was like so universally liked go Cam Red Sox frauds for not resigning Mookie Betts yeah I understand they're trying to like I mean no never mind I don't understand Uh, I don't know what they were trying to do if they were in rebuild mode he's still very young so like that doesn't make sense. So I don't really know what they were trying to do. Save money. But unofficial fraud for me, now that you guys brought it up, Bill Belichick, um, not signing back Brady and not giving him the help that he needs. For literally giving Belichick, I mean, they gave each other everything. But six Super Bowls um, and not signing back Brady and not giving him any help. And now proving that Brady was probably the answer to that team. Um, Bill Belichick, kind of a fraud. I'll get more into that. I'll get more into that. that well, that, yeah, that's kind of the, goes into the same thing. For whatever reason, I guess we're seeing a uh, Boston teams are cheap. Boston teams not doing, you know, the service of the players. They're and, cheap. They all want to save money. I don't know what it is. Uh, Tucker, fraud of the week. Yeah, I'm putting my ass on the line for the fraud of the week this week because this one could bite me in the ass. I mean, this one is a tough one for me. Actually, I love that I'm putting this as my fraud of the week, but it's going to hurt, and it's probably going to hurt me later down the line come playoffs. All right, times. just get to it. Building up. <laughs> I'm building up, Dill. You've said the same thing in three different ways. Okay, fine. It's like Spanish. But my fraud of the week is the Green Bay Packers. I think Speaking the Green Bay Packers are frauds. It's proven when they play good defense, they are terrible. They can't put up against good defense. Good offenses tear them to pieces. They get in shootouts, and when the defense is going the other time, they crumble. Aaron Rodgers is not a guy that faces adversity well. He doesn't do well when, like, the cards are stacked against him. Look at him uh, two years ago when he didn't when they started out bad, and they ended up going 4-12 and because the team wasn't good that year. Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback that does great when they're doing well and does terrible when they're not. Look at the Buccaneers game as an example. When they were up 7-0, he looked good. You were like, yeah, Green Bay is still a good team. And then there was the pick six. And the whole game changed, and Aaron Rodgers was a shell of himself for the rest of the game. This team doesn't know how to face adversity. The defense is lackluster. The offense performs well when there's no um, defense playing against them. But when there's a good defense against them, they crumble. Uh, no, they're a good team. That's all I gotta say. Uh, Dell. 
Yeah, they look like absolute trash against the Bucks. So, Tuck, I do see the merit in what you're saying. I don't think that they're a bad team. They're still pretty freaking I'm not good. saying they're a bad team. They're just... They're a fraud team. They're, uh, okay, so we're they're getting... They're a team getting, that considers themselves a Super Bowl contender, and I don't think they're anywhere near there. Okay. I think they're a first year... Okay, we're getting into the f- definition of the fraud. The expectation is higher than what they're performing, and I will agree with you. Uh, Cam, fraud or no? No. Um, it depends on your definition exactly of fraud. So, I think... That the we Packers in and the Bucks will meet again in the NFC Championship. It should be open to it. Um, I don't think they're frauds. I think they're better than they are last year. They which are. I didn't have any faith in them last year. I think they were like 13 and 3, 12 and 4. And I still hated them. And they made the NFC Championship. The NFC is not that great this year. Um, I think the Packers are probably going to go 13 and 3. And I think they're pretty good, better than last year. Their defense is better. Aaron Rodgers is playing like he wants his spot for a long term. Um, I don't see how they're frauds at all. Um, all right. Don't win that division, I think. Um, okay. So uh, let's just get into some topics. Um, let's start off. Let's not bury the lead here. Start off with the Steelers. Steelers are 6-0. and Goskowski misses a big kick. Winner for Dell. Goskowski fraud. Yeah, huge fraud. Um so the Steelers, like Tucker said, right now they're the best team in the NFL, last undefeated team. Um, I think they are very good, and I think they will continue to be very good. That's all I really have to say. Tucker? I think the Steelers are a very good team. I don't think they're leaps and bounds better than anyone. I think they're the best team in the NFC. I mean, in, in the AFC. But I think it's a close race between a lot of teams. I think a lot of teams could come out with an AFC championship at the end of the day, it doesn't feel like years past where it's like one or two teams that are leaps and bounds above others. I think it's going to be a tight division all year. Uh, Cam, what do you think of the Steelers? Yeah, it's going to be a tight division, but only because of the Ravens. The Browns, you can count them out. I know you're a big Browns guy. You said they have the most powerful offense. But with Baker Mayfield only being able to play, and, and I count it as my he was my fraud last week, and I don't think I should apologize still because the Bron- uh, the Bengals' defense is terrible, and he made that way too close. Uh, Joe Burrow outplayed Baker Mayfield, in my opinion, just having a worse offensive line and worse weapons. Um, but the Browns aren't a competition. The Ravens are good. Um, I still don't know what to make of Lamar. That's the thing. But the Steelers are going to win that division. The Steelers are probably only going to lose two games, maybe, like 14-2. They'll probably lose maybe one to the Ravens and then another one, like, somewhere, 16 or 17th week. Um, I like the Steelers big time. I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm, like, pretty certain of it. No matter what happens from here on out, I I have faith in that team. Their defense is insane. Very certain of it. Certain of it. Uh, Dill Steelers. The Steelers, man, like they like I said last week, they got the steel curtain up there, and they're playing some goddamn good football. Uh, they six and oh man, nobody nobody touted this team oh, as no. being as being this good, and, nope. and they're running out here just winning games, finding ways to win, just dismantling other teams in some cases. Um, I'm all on the Steelers train. They're like, 
They're like my second favorite team only because like my family kind of has history with that, but I also acceptable hate them in terms of I want the Patriots to win. But I'm not upset that the Steelers are doing well. The thing is about the Steelers is it could change like that because Big Ben could go down on any second, and then you're in trouble. Yep. 100%. Is Duck Hodges still their backup? I don't even know. Um, but anyways, all right, uh, Cam, I just want to talk to you real quick. Uh, the Giants played Thursday, right? And Danny Jones down the side, down sure. up the middle. Goodbye, touchdown. Oh, never mind. I tripped on the yard line and I fell. What do you think of that? So I don't really care much for that. They still scored in that drive. It uh, wasn't a big deal. If anything, they wasted more time. So it worked out in their favor at the end. The only problem I had with the whole game was Evan Ingram. Um, Danny Jones played his heart out through a beautiful pass for Evan Ingram on third down to win the game. If he catches that ball, they win the game, and he drops it in his mitts. Uh, that's just something I can't live with. Trevor Lawrence. Um, if they win that game, they're they're in the they're in the running for for you know the division. Um, now that they lost, I want them to continue to lose. Um, <laughs> Danny Jones isn't it. I love him. He's been playing fine, but not not as much as we need him to. So. Trevor Lawrence all the way. Let's lose. Go Redskins. The only thing. The why only, did he fall, Bill? Why did he fall? <laughs> okay. Answer I, that. So, this is one of those cases of eyes start getting so big, you start feeling, start starting to stop feeling in your legs, and your body's going, mind is going faster than your body. And you Adrenaline's just, rushing. You, you you see the finish line, and you take a take the spill. Um, I hope for Cam's sake that uh, this falling uh, after having like certainty of getting where you need to go doesn't happen for the Giants down the road with them being, you know, whatever record they have, being in last place and somehow eking out a win on the goal line. I tell <laughs> and, you, and and not getting the first pick next season. I I tell you what I think it is. I was a runner for one year in my life, and the runner's high at the end of the race when you just sprint all out because you're out of it. You're out of gas, but you're just like, I got to sprint. And you start not feeling your legs, and you start going. I will defer to Tucker as the resident runner. Do you think he fell because of runner's high? Runner's high what? Danny Jones streaking to the end zone. Yeah, you know, no, I've never face-planted on a runner's high. But, I haven't either, but I'm saying I understand how it could happen because I can't feel my legs when I'm doing that. I mean, yeah, I get it. I mean, because honestly, you're not used to those types of runs when you're in a football game. like. And when you're, you're Daniel running. Jones, who's not a mobile quarterback. And you're like, oh, players. shit, like you're looking behind you, no one's there. Because you're, you're looking around and stuff like that, and that's where you have problems well, when you start looking. You hear the virtual crowd going nuts. Yeah, uh-huh. You see, you hear the people, you hear footsteps. Footsteps is what kills footsteps. you. Oh, I couldn't. I you know how many times oh, yeah. I had breakaways in basketball, and, and you I'm hear not the a good footsteps. player. And I'm like, oh, I'm right at the basket. I'm gonna score two hear, points. But you hear, and you might throw it over the backboard, and you're like, <laughs> how did that happen? And it's the same. It might be the same type of situation. Alrighty. Well, I've been dreading this, but let's do it. Patriots. Um, I would like to give Patriots State of the Union. Whoo! Um, the dynasty is dead. We're done. The Belichick dynasty is officially over. Um, the Patriots are done for at least three years, I believe. Here's where I'm at with the team. Now, I still think the division could be up for grabs. I give the Bills credit. They're a good team. They looked, they didn't look great last week. 
Uh, Josh Allen is a turnover waiting to happen, and the Bills love to puke all over themselves when they play the Patriots. Last year, Brady had one of his worst games as a Patriot, and they still lost. Like, and remember, uh, no, no, they ended up winning that game, but they almost lost to Jacoby Brissett in the suspended year. They just love, I remember a couple years ago, they were talking about, like, they had Tyrod Taylor, they thought, Dave Pornoy went to the game, did a bunch of interviews, they were like, this is the biggest game in Buffalo in 20 years. They got absolutely smacked. Um, here's where I'm at. If you win this game, be a buyer at the deadline. Go out and get somebody like Julio Jones, like Zach Ertz, um, Michael Thomas, if he's available, if you can, not going to happen. Um, get somebody to help in the offense, a tight end, uh, AJ Green even. I hate AJ Green, but you need somebody, um, a wide receiver or a tight end. Um, f- maybe try to get a linebacker. You need help at linebacker and just and and simplify the offense for Cam. Go back to that week one offense where it's just, you know, running options and, and uh, zone reads and stuff like that. And you're going to have to run him 15 times a game. And if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. If they lose this game, tank. Start Stidham. Trade Tooney. Trade Gilmore for like a second and a fifth string, not fifth string, four, third or fourth string wide receiver. Just tank. Just and and um, just t- just take it. I mean, you you could end up with a top ten, maybe five pick if you're lucky. And take a chance on a guy like Justin Fields or Trey Lance. You're not getting the first pick. There's no way you get Trevor Lawrence. So count him out. Take a chance on Trey Lance or Justin Fields. It's it's over. It's over. That was the worst football I've ever seen um, from the Patriots. They just don't look in it. Stephon Gilmore is checked out. He needs to go. They need to trade him. Uh, Cam Newton's not anything that we thought he might be after those first two weeks. The first week was what they should do, but they can't run him 50 times a game. And it was against a shit team. And the second week, it was against one of the worst pass defenses I've ever seen. And that's been proven now. One of the historically bad pass defenses. Um, it's over. And I hate to say it. Uh, this is the Bills division to lose. Uh, it's going to take a lot. We're going to need to figure out quarterback. Um, so it's, it's just disappointing to me. I, I know I've been a Brady hater, but I'm actually pissed off at Bill and Kraft. Because if they would have just paid Brady his due... To give him what he wanted in 2016 after that Super Bowl. Give him a, a guaranteed deal. He's locked here for life. He would have resigned if you gave him the money he was worth. They didn't want to do oh, it. They wanted to be oh. cheap. They wanted to be cheap, and they're getting what they paid for. And they had the guy, and now the guy's down in Tampa Bay making you look absolutely silly. Pats are done. Uh, Dill, what do you think of the Patriots? I think you summed it up, Trey. All right. Uh, they got no steam in the steam engine. I don't know. They're so bad. Even if they had full steam in the steam engine, they'd still be shitty. They don't have talent. Because it's a steam engine. You know, I wish that they could have signed Brady back when this whole debacle seems to have happened. It goes. It just goes back years. It's not about, like, this year or last year. Like, it's about them not paying him respect four years ago. And he made his mind up. I'm out. Like, I'm out. Um, Tucker, yeah. Patriots. They're t- so I have... Two things to come at. Do you want me to go for the Tom Brady or the Patriots first? Uh, the Patriots. So the Patriots. The Patriots look awful. But let me tell you, there is a point in every season where the Patriots have been counted out. Not like this. But there's always this game. There's always a game where everyone says, okay, this team doesn't have it. They've never been 2-4 and four under Belichick. But there's always this game. And this was the game. Where everyone said the team doesn't have it. So I'm saying, I'm saying that this team needs to 
step it up this game or it's over. This game against the Bills is a do-or-die scenario. I'm fully on board with you, Trey. If we win this, let's go for it. Let's sign some people. Let's go after it. Be buyers of the trade deadline. All for that. If we lose this game, let's tank. But on to Brady. Now, I've had some strong takes on Brady. I've been the first Brady hater of the podcast, and I stand by my Brady hate. I'm going to say this to you. Do you think there's no correlation between everyone takes Brady as, oh, he was a lifelong Patriot because he loved the franchise, he loved the organization, all that. You don't think it had anything to do with them having all-star talent every year he was there for it his didn't. entire career? It didn't? Like, you're telling me it was complete coincidence the first year that this team had was bad on both sides of the ball that Tom Brady just randomly, for completely unrelated reasons, said, I, I think I'm done with the Patriots organization. I need to see news. I need to go somewhere He else. was done before that. He was done after the Eagles Super Bowl. That's when he was done. But I just strongly disagree with that on the fact no, that— No, it's been reported. Like he, That's when he— By Tom Brady. No. Like, like people in Brady's camp have said, yeah, he's been thinking this for a while. I think if Brady had the weapons right now, he would be on the New England Patriots. Which is another fault of the Patriots. But I'm saying that you can't look at Tom Brady as this knight in shining armor. When he went, he was like, you know what? This team isn't good enough to win me a Super Bowl anymore. I'm leaving and going to a different team that I, win, that I can win a Super Bowl with. And went to the most overpowered offense in the NFL. But that's part of the reason he left, Tucker, is they didn't want to pay him. But my whole thought is that you can't really, like, put Brady in this knight in shining armor scenario. No, he, he screwed up some things. He was an egomaniac, too. I don't I don't. Uh, that's him. My whole point is that Brady's an egomaniac, too, and we need to they stop acting like Brady is the this guy that got screwed by the Patriots organization. That's why he left. I have a take. Tom Brady... Finally didn't have the pieces around him, and he bailed. I have a take. What? Belichick's ego is the most dangerous thing to this team. Belichick thinking that he can get away with spending $2.5 million in the quarterback position, not signing anybody on defense, and just going out there with Demir Bird, Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers, and a broken-down, busted Julian Edelman, who I don't know if I mentioned should be traded at the trade deadline for like a fifth or sixth rounder. I love, I love him to death. He's just... He can't do it here. He no, needs an accurate I, passer. He's he's hurt. He doesn't have his heart in it. He's pissed off because his team isn't there for him. I I, I want him to get out. I he bleeds Boston though. I don't know and if he does. He bleeds Boston more than I mean. He's been Boston through and through. He's been a Bruins fan. He's a Red Sox fan. He's a Celtics fan. So he's at the games. Brady wasn't the same. You're right. You're right. Brady wasn't a Julian Edelman level of Boston. You're right. Like he like and that's why I want him to be a Patriot for I life. want him to, but I won't blame him if he asks for a trade. If he asks for a trade, I would completely understand and I would wish him well on his way. And he's someone that I would root for no matter what team he's on. I just hope he doesn't go to Tampa because that will darken it. That that, would be if he goes to Tampa, I will fully be against him and root for him. <laughs> root against him every game. But if he goes anywhere else in the NFL, I will root for him wholeheartedly. Cam, are you there? Nope. Cam's gone. But okay. um, I I, I want to believe in the Patriots. I like to think of myself as a Patriots optimist. But this team, I mean, that was the worst performance. I have another take. Seen. Maybe the Patriots turn around because I've been super, super positive on the Patriots all year long. Yeah, all we and need when is I'm negative, hate. When I'm negative, they turn around. 
I love this. I so, love this. Trey's hate will fuel the Patriots dynasty back to its glory. I just don't know what to make of this, man. It's just Belichick's being made to look like a fool by Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady looked so good in that game. So good. And so did Gronk, for that matter, who I said is busted. I still think he's not the same player, but he's still serviceable. They don't have a tight end. They don't have a tight end. And, and by the way, Bill, as a GM, is the most terrible GM I've ever seen. We've talked about it before. One, but I just want to let you know this, that the, the top four picks of the last of the last this draft did not play yesterday, realistically. So yeah, there, there there's merit to believe that if the Patriots had were it seemed like we're in good standings with Brady, signed Brady, and got help, that there's no reason why this team wouldn't be better than the Bucks are right now. They'd be Tom four Brady, and two, right? They but. For whatever reason, they decided against it, and that's you know that's an organizational commitment to say like we got to move on. Uh, I, I'm not surprised that the Patriots are playing this poorly this year, um, and at some point, whether it was this year or three years from now, we're gonna have to rebuild. So it's just we are in that deep dark depression. I said right to now. Cam, and I truly believe I think they can be good in three years. They just gotta figure out the quarterback. They'll they'll find they'll sign people. They have a lot of money to do it. Actually, maybe they won't because they're cheap. Um, what was I going to say? I had something else on the Patriots, but I can't think of it. Um, all right. Um, do you want to talk about the NFL injuries real quick? I mean, uh, Odell is is down. A uh, ton of injuries. I I think it's obvious why no preseason. Uh, people don't people take it for granted training camp preseason, but it really does get you into shape and get you ready to go. And we talked about it before, but it's just it's football. You're going out there and you're grinding, you're destroying your body every week just so you can prepare for the next week. And and I was listening to the broadcast, I forget what game it was, and Tony Romo was saying, and this doesn't really have much basis in science, but he's like, "Hey, there's a certain level of like internal like callus that you build up in, in playing football. And if you don't build that callus up, you know, in, pre, in the preseason time, then when it comes to real game time and you're grinding it out, you know, you, your body can't take that. Uh, you can't take a full season just because you're like not ready to do it. Um, I don't know if you can like really base that on any data no i think there's some i feel like there is merit to that and you see it across the league so many guys are having leg injuries ankle injuries knee injuries hamstring pulls it's really kind of crazy how much injury is going around the league right now tucker odell down brown still the most powerful offense football um no no definitely not i mean uh odell was a driving force in that they looked great in that game against the bengals but it's also the bengals um I like this team still. I think they make the playoffs with their roster, but I don't think they're the most powerful offense in football by any measure without Odell there. Um. All right. Um. Cam, now that you're back, uh, Odell down. A uh, lot of injuries down. What do you think about the injury problem or being or Odell going down? Odell's a lost cause. Ever since he left the Giants, ever since after the – one-handed catch. Um, he's been a diva, and he's been nothing but problems for everybody. Oh, no, Beckham's Probably not fine. even hurt. He just under... Yes, Odell. The only Beckham. Besides David. Um, yeah, I don't think... Honestly, he's probably not even that hurt. He just understands that he's on the Browns now. And even when they're 5-2, and two, they're still not that good. They can only beat bad teams... 
I mean, if they have an easy schedule, they might waltz their way in the playoffs. Um, if not, I, I haven't looked, to be honest with you. If not, they're not going to be in good shape. I wish I could take my Bengals take back, but uh, I can't. So I'm hoping that they're going to they're gonna go 9-6-1. and one. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> anyway, that's it. All right. Um, that's Waste of Takes. Um, head us up on our socials. Uh, Dylan... Maybe you can win a take this week and get that point back that you earned. But um, hit us up on our socials, and thanks for getting waste with us. We'll see you next week. See you.